Aloha. Welcome to Global Yoga Flow Podcast. In this podcast, we continue our exploration of the Samadhipada, the first chapter of the Yoga Sutras. Let's begin with Sutra 13 of the Samadhipada. Tatra Shtito Yatnaha Abhyasaha Tatra Shtito Yatnaha Abhyasaha Assiduousness means resolutely adhering to one's practice of yoga. Assiduousness means resolutely adhering to one's practice of yoga. Now, in the previous sutras, Patanjali tells us about the five types of mind flow and reminds us that these can flow in either empowering and uplifting ways or disempowering and downpulling ways. He then reminds us that we are the ones responsible for keeping the mind flow empowering. Now, we get this pretty clearly. We can observe our own minds and sense how often they spin in negative prediction or in scenarios of our own uh, lack of power or worthiness. And other times, they flow in the direction of, I have a great idea. I can make this happen. This would be wonderful. So in these sutras, we are given the tools for for doing just that, for keeping the mind empowering. And, And he's saying the tool is yoga practice. The tool is yoga practice approached with assiduousness. The tool, the key, is yoga practice that is resolutely adhered to. So he's talking about austerity, he's talking about tapas, he's talking about fortitude. You stick with it, you make it a practice, meaning you step into it whether you're feeling great or not so great, because it is the key. So how is it that a consistent yoga practice could build powerful positive mind flow? Well, here's the important thing that Patanjali wants us to get. In our absolute natural state, the mind and heart will work in harmony. In other words, if we don't get in the way or if we don't let accumulated patterns and habits get in the way, the mind as it is designed will naturally serve our expanding joy. So rather than needing to train the mind into some new skills, we're being taught that we simply need to sweep away, call out the accumulated negative stories and worldviews that the mind tends to collect. Just as the practice can clear accumulated tension in the body, the asanas, it's also designed to do the same for the mind pulling away accumulated resistance and limitation. And when the resistance is cleared, the mind naturally falls back into alignment with the heart. It goes to work for the heart. It's working. The mind is the servant of the heart as it was designed to be. And this is when the portal of samadhi opens. So Sutra 12 basically says 
They, the habits of mind, are controlled by means of austerity and non-attachment. And here in Sutra 13, Patanjali talks more uh, deeply about austerity or assiduousness. What is it? He's talking about tapas. He says, again, assiduousness means resolutely adhering to one's practice. He's really driving the point home here. Like, this is serious stuff. You got to step into it with devotion and consistency. He's reminding us that the mind can be very slippery. Negative patterns can be deeply ingrained. And if we're not absolutely devoted to keeping the mind focused away from those old habits, it will tend to slip back into them and re-empower them. So we're being taught that the asanas, the breathing practices and meditation can have a huge and lasting effect on clearing our mind if we approach with devotion and persistence. In essence, the intense focus on breath and posture keeps the mind out of negative patterns long enough that we, in a sense, starve them. We starve them, and if we don't feed these negative patterns, they will eventually go away and help clear the mind. So the mind, when it's no longer interrupting our natural strong flow of prana, we fall back into samadhi. Okay, let's move on to Sutra 14 of the Samadhi Pada. Satu Dirgakala Nairantarya Satkara Asevitaha Drithabhumihi Satu Dirgakala Nairantarya Satkara Asevitaha Trithabhumihi Success can definitely be achieved with sound and continuous practice over an extended period of time, carried out in a serious and thoughtful manner. Success can definitely be achieved with sound and continuous practice over an extended period of time, carried out in a serious and thoughtful manner. Here, Patanjali is guaranteeing success because he knows the stream of samadhi is ever-present within each of us and unstoppable, strong, unstoppable, always there. So again, it's not something that we have to create. It's not even anything that ever weakens. We just can cover it up. It's who we are, samadhi, empowered, joyful energy. So with enough shedding, of limiting patterns, the stream is going to pick us up and return us to that sweet feeling ride that is our birthright. So the continuous persistent practice with clear intention is the perfect recipe for getting out of our own way. Again, in these, these sutras, he's really driving home the importance of making a commitment to your practice and, and bringing a very clear and noble intention to it. He says over an extended period of time because he recognizes there is a momentum that can build with mind flow. And time is needed to slow and then release the momentum towards negativity to slow it down and, and, and weaken it so that there's enough um, 
um, there's, there's enough pause to begin the turnaround. So when the turnaround begins, then there is also a time when we need to build the speed in the new direction up. And that's why he's saying, stay with it. Even if you start to feel like I should have results by now, I should have results by now, stay with it until it becomes the freight train of your life. And it takes a little bit of time to build that momentum. Let the practice build momentum. So continuous practice over an extended period of time. He's really emphasizing in this sutra. And he's kind of giving us a sweet cheering on here. It's as if the sutra is saying, success is coming. You can do it. Don't give up. Stay with it. Steady and pure. Your next level is right around the corner. So very, very sweet sutra. Okay, let's move on to sutra 15. Drishta Anushravika Vishaya Vitrishnasha Vasikarasnya Vairagyam Drishta Anushravika Vishaya Vitrishnasha Vasikarasnya Vairagyam. Impertability results from a balance in the consciousness. And when the desire for all things that we have seen or have heard is extinguished. Impertability results from a balance in the consciousness. And when the desire for all things that we have seen or have heard of is extinguished. Don't you just love these aphorisms? They're almost like little puzzles that we're given to, uh, to figure out. What could he mean by this? Now, imperturbability, unshakableness, you might say, steady knowing, absolute knowing and confidence results from a balance in the consciousness. Let's begin there. By balance in the consciousness, Patanjali is suggesting that our awareness reach into both the worlds of the seen and the world of the unseen. Okay. We must be aware of our broader self, our soul self, our Atman, in order to have a clear perspective of our life journey. We must have an awareness of our energetic roots, our Atman, in order to have a clear, broad perspective of this life journey. Doesn't that make sense? That's what he means by balanced consciousness. If we're only conscious of the world of form and the to-do list and the logic and, and the laws of nature, right? We're not going to have that zoomed out perspective, that bigger picture perspective that can help us really carve out um, the deeper meanings of what we're doing here and who we are. So when we do, when we let our consciousness move inside to the mystery, to the unseen, we start to recognize that all of our physical desires are really emanating from one simple desire, to feel better, to feel goodness. Everything you do, you do because you think it's going to make you feel better. Sometimes our thinking is a bit twisted, right? 
if we're seeking revenge, and then later we have great guilt for hurting somebody. But, but you, probably each of us can really sit with this idea that all desire emanates from a desire to feel good, to feel goodness. And there's something really important to be learned here. When we recognize that very pure core of all desires, then our, we, our attachment to the specifics fades a bit. It, it, we, we let go of these ideas of, until I have the relationship, I will not be happy. I'll be happy when the money comes. Until then, I'm going to be pouty. You know, we hold ourselves away from our natural joy because we're convinced that we can't have it until we have these specific things in the world of form. But if our consciousness begins to move deeper into energy and we start wanting to feel good, like that's what I'm really after is feeling good. And that's kind of a choice that whether the relationship or the money or the outside conditions are there yet, I can choose to feel good now. And really the practice is telling us that there's a paradox here. You think you'll be happy when you get the money. You think the formula is give me the relationship, give me the lover, then I'll be happy. But it's not. The formula is get happy and everything to support and expand that happiness will come to you through law of attraction. Yeah, interesting. So when we recognize, again, the very pure core of all desires, our attachment to the specifics soften and we can allow ourselves to be happy now, to move into the samadhi pada, the path of natural joy now and trust that the form will follow that energy. Yeah. So we're ex this is what he means by extinguishing the desire for all things seen or heard. And, and he's not saying that, that, that a life without desire is, your, is peace. That's absolutely not true. Desire is the fire of life. It's the engine of life. It, what's it is what moves love into new expressions. And even a, a desire for no desire is a desire. So you really can't get away from desire. It is the engine of life. Yeah. So, um, but this softening of um, the a grasping of specifics for desires, it, that softening comes naturally when we recognize that what we're really after is that feeling of our own joyful growth. Yeah. So it's also interesting to note that the wording is, is past tense, that last phrase where he says, when the desire for all things we have seen or have heard is extinguished. And it might be that part of Patanjali's message here is suggesting that we release the past and that we allow ourselves to become more, right? To grow is, is really what we're after. And when we let go of wanting things in the past to come again, we let go of needing things that we've seen or, or heard of before, and we open to the new and unknown, something very fresh and never experienced before, then the, the mind is held more in alignment with that natural forward flow, evolution of the soul. Okay, interesting stuff. Our final sutra in this podcast 16. Tatparam purushakyatahe guna vaishtrishnyam 
तत्परम पुरुषाक्यतहे गुणावैष्ट्रिष्णम The highest state of imperturbability arises from the experience of the true self. In this state, even the basic elements of nature lose their power over us. The highest state of imperturbability arises from the experience of the true self. In this state even the basic elements of nature lose their power over us. Okay. So here Patanjali is really turning up the volume. He's suggesting that the deeper we dive into our source, the more we have these these revelations, these feeling tones of really knowing who we are beyond the body beyond the planet earth the less likely we are to fall away from our samadhi because that's who we are this flow of this pulse of love and joy and creative power this samadhi is our natural state and and when we have experienced and some of us have had these like ineffable senses of who we really are and 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 the practice the asanas and the breathing all of it is designed to give us to get us close to those revelations to give us as many of these experiences of true self as possible so that we begin to glean the the bigger journey of the soul and therefore are less disturbed by the challenges of life So he's not necessarily suggesting here that we pull out of physical pleasure and desire, not at all. That's the nectar of this physical experience. But to recognize again that we're on an eternal journey of the soul and relatively speaking, this physical life is but a blink of an eye to our soul. Yeah. If we develop that inner awareness, that soul awareness, it's going to keep us imperturbable in troubled times, which means we're going to be more effective in turning troubled times into solutions, into new creations, and we will receive more of our natural joy while we're here in the physical plane. It will also allow us to let go gracefully when it's time to die. When we know who we are energetically, we know the true self then we can more gracefully flow with the transitions of our physical experience nature loses its power over us including the power of death to scare us right so the highest state of imperturbability arises from the experience of the true self in this state even the basic elements of nature lose their power over us you know and, and one of the elements of nature is that every living being lays down to die so when we know ourselves more fully as this continued consciousness this continued stream of creative playful unique special consciousness then we are liberated from the fear of death thanks for tuning in aloha